who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to episode 106 of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountis and with me is eric sanchez with his fancy new headphones eric how's it going it's going pretty good. It's good. It's been a few headphones weeks. Out. It has. It's, we've been busy and, you know, there was a, a, a just pretty gigantic major event that happened in the world <laughs> last week. So, yeah. you know, stuff, stuff's going on. We're busy. We're distracted and, and all that other fun stuff. Uh, but we'll get right into it here. We are the Positively Progressing Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast. And if you want to leave a review on iTunes, if you're an iTunes user, that'll help. We are Positively Progressing Podcast. Helps people find us if they're looking for a wrestling show <clears throat> that doesn't have Blue Chew ads and uh, mortgage ads and everything else every three minutes like certain other podcasts out there. No judging. Mm-hmm. Just or, saying we don't or, have ads. Uh, you know, for bookie ads. No, just no judging. Just saying. I know there's ad. there is a pay option for those shows but us we are free we'll always be free so follow us on twitter ppw podcast leave a review on itunes positive if, if you'd like podcast. to advertise let steve know yeah if you want to advertise <laughs> let me know ppw <laughs> slide in the dms <laughs> um yeah fun stuff i'm a little off because it's been a few weeks since we recorded well, that's okay and all, also if you want to support- it's all natural if you want to support the show, you can head to whatamaneuver.net. And we've got a couple t-shirts up there just on the PPW podcast store. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the best way to support us is to listen and tell a friend about us because it's fun when more people listen and it's fun when we interact on Twitter and everybody and it's more fun that way. And it is fun to talk about uh, retro wrestling and vintage and uh, nostalgia and fun wrestling talk every chance we get. So this week, we're going to take a look back, because it is November after all, mm-hmm. at the 1993 Survivor Series from Boston, and there's a lot to talk about, and I haven't seen this show in a long, long time, so I have a lot to say about it. Uh, before we get into that, any, since we've talked last, any fun wrestling news or purchases or things you're eyeing um, or anything for you? Well, I kind of held off to watch the uh, Halloween Havoc. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought Shotzi did a great job mm-hmm. uh, as the host of it. And uh, just other than that, I found uh, Paul Orndorff at a Target. I'm like, oh, I could use him because I was doing the uh, Heenan family um, mm-hmm. figure Friday stuff. And then I just ran out of figures for Heenan. So I, I kind of wanted to get the Paul Orndorff. There's a uh, two other guys that I, I'm just not going to pay for. It's uh, the Big John Stud from the four pack. Yeah, it's not. It's not even worth twenty five bucks to me. If I can find it for like fifteen or something, then I'll get it. And then there's the King Kong Bundy. Hopefully, at some point they come out with like a new version for some reason. But I don't know. It, it, that's an old one that I'm not going to pay <laughs> hundreds of dollars for. But 
Like a Jax got, one? Yeah. No, it's a, it's a uh, Mattel one, like a Hall Oh, that's right. He was one of the legends. That's, that's right. Like that's right. Okay. First couple series. Yeah. And I ordered the new Rick Rude off of Amazon, and they sent me the Chase one, which is kind of cool, but I didn't want the Chase one because <laughs> it's got the pink boots and the yellow tights. I wanted the one uh, when he was going against the Warrior because that's just more colorful. And I wanted that one, but they sent me the Chase. I'm like, eh, I'll just keep the Chase. I'll put the robe on him so you don't really see the tights, but... I was a little disappointed in in, in well the chase itself because I like the other uh, yeah tight design. I was able to grab all the new Legend series too at Target. Uh, okay, I, I got lucky. They must have just put the display up, and they had them all there. And uh, so I grabbed the Warrior, the uh, the famous Warrior speech he gives before he died after WrestleMania thirty. Yeah, I wasn't going to get it just because of personal reasons. Like to me, the Warrior is the guy in the face paint talking about gods and, you know, speak right. to warriors and all that. Not this yeah. guy in a suit with a goatee that who did the queering doesn't work speech at uh, the at those at the college or whatever. But from what I understand from talking to his wife, he was a changed man, so good for him. But right. I was there for this. I was that raw. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick this up. And then I grabbed the Paul Orndorff, the Jake the Snake, and the Eddie Guerrero. So I figured uh, of I, I've got them on my wall. And I'll mm-hmm. try at some point, maybe in the future, if we ever get back to signings, I'll try to get the one signed from people that are still with us, and the other ones will kind of be on their own side of the wall. Yeah. What do you th- What do you think about like mail away signings? Like I've I'm seen a, on other you know other places, like oh, send us your stuff and we'll have it signed for you. Um, to me, no, because I would just rather buy it like buy like a uh, signed I already signed, so I wouldn't have to okay. do like multiple shipping things. Gotcha. But also at the same time, like if I'm paying thirty bucks for the signature, part of the cost is getting to meet the person as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Like you know, I mean these these guys on here, like they're not high ticket. Like Razor Ramon in the series one, he's forty bucks. Jake's mm-hmm. twenty to forty depending on what convention he's in. Yeah. Valentine's twenty, Orndorf usually twenty. So it's not that bad. Um but I'll keep an eye on those. I'll just keep an eye out for Sometime in the next 12 months, you know, maybe they get some signing <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, and then we get a lot of indie shows around here. So from time to time, they'll bring in like a, a big star and, and right. we'll see. Yeah. You know, and, if, and if next year, maybe uh, this time in September, AEW will be here for the all out, you know, they'll have the star cast. So hopefully people will be here. It'll be convenient to, to go do it. So it'll, yeah, it'll that's be, cool. be helpful. I also picked up that Legends uh, Figures Toy Company Francine that she was signing. Did you see that? No. So she was, she, Figures Toy Company released a Legends Francine, and she had 50 of them that she was going to sign. She's like, I'm only signing these 50, you know, and that's it. And then once they sell out, they sell out. So I jumped on it, and it's a great paint pen signature. She also sent an 8x10 signed, but I don't know where I'm going to put it because it's her in a very revealing dress. I'm like, not going to hang stuff in my house with kids. <laughs> but it's cool. You know, I, I like it. And it, it got my wall of. You're in a Francine? I never knew that. I'm, you know, I'm not like crazy into it, but. I have the Cornette legend signed and yeah. it looks really, and those are, I figure those are two kind of like limited signature figures and they're good next to each other. Gotcha. So All they right. look good. I'm, I'm a fan and I know a lot of people crap on figures toy company and there are some toys that aren't great, but some are look awesome. I think the Cornette's great. I think the Francine's pretty good. I don't think it's amazing. Like her mm-hmm. face scan's not the best, but signed in the package, I think it looks really good. So. <laughs> yeah, the only one that I was tempted to get was Tama Tonga, but mm-hmm. I'm not a really big fan of him. I just thought the figure looked really cool. Because um, I'm not that I'm not a fan of him. I'm just not that familiar with him. Like, I've seen mm-hmm. a couple of matches, but I don't really know, like, a lot of about Tama Tonga. So I'm like, I just thought that that figure was cool. 
But all the other ones just don't look good to me. Not all of them, but other ones. I've, you, I've never seen the Francine or the Cornette one. Yeah, the Cornette one's good. The Francine one is, is, is okay. You, it, and again, you can't really compare these to Mattel because Figures Toy Company is not Mattel. It's a smaller yeah. company. But if you've ever seen the Kiss Demon from WCW, mm-hmm. that yeah. one kicks ass. That's like an amazing okay. action figure. So if you're looking, if you can find it, it's kind of out of stock or print or whatever. It's it's a good one. Well, maybe it's the ones that have the face paint that that look better to me. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it does. It, help. I think they had the Doc Gallows. He has face paint. That one, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a good one for sure. The Colt Cabana one's pretty good too. So they've got mm-hmm. the Dalton Castle. They've got a handful of good ones out there. So yeah. you just got to search. And like I say, I know a lot of people crap on them, but I'm I'm a fan. I like supporting them too because I think they're a good company. Gotcha. They also do a lot of bunch. Of, they do like old Batman toys and from the TV show and and all that stuff. So check them out, Figures Toy Company. They've got stuff for you to buy and look at and it's cool yeah i think that's it wrestling wise for me uh from stuff i've kind of kept an eye on or picked up and as far as watch i did watch the aew uh full gear show that you did not want to come to and oh man you missed a hell of a pay-per-view i did was it better than the last one i was it was this might have been the best best aew pay-per-view they've done oh look at me i missed out the Young Bucks and the Revival match was amazing. Kenny Omega versus Hangman was awesome. This was like Kenny's best match in AEW by far. Yeah, that's the one that I would have watched or would have wanted to see. The Maybe I'll I'll see if I can, because I, I ordered just the pay-per-view off my cable. Mm-hmm. I'll see if I give you my login for my Xfinity app, and I, you might be able to watch it that way, because it's on my DVR save. So I'll check if that works for you, so maybe you'll, you'll be able to watch it okay. that way. Yeah, there's not many on that I wanted to watch, but that that Kenny and uh, Adam Page. I, I honestly, watched. all the matches are good. I mean, the Jericho MJF match was a little slow, mm-hmm. but it was more of a story than a match. And then the Hardy Sammy Guevara like thematic or cinematic match was very good. Okay, it, it was. I'm a big fan, so all check right. it out. AEW Full Gear. It was. What did you do that night? Play board games or something? Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> well, we watched the uh, the the results of the election. We played a, a board game called Say Anything, which is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played. It's a game on Switch. Um, it's I forget the name of it, but it's like two aliens, and it's like a two person thing, and you put these little things together, the blocks, and you create whatever. Right, cool. It is, like different puzzles. So. <laughs> cool. And the reason I enjoy it is because the kids enjoy it, and I, you know, it just it's it's uh, relationship building. <laughs> I understand. I understand for sure. It was nice out this past weekend here in Chicago, Saturday and Sunday, and now it, the temperature, after a storm rolled through, and now the temperature dropped to like 20, 30 degrees. So yeah. I think we're done with nice weather here in Chicago, so hopefully you got to go outside and enjoy a little bit of it. I know I did. Um, it was nice to be outside. We went mm-hmm. over to our yeah. friend's house in the backyard, and it was nice because everyone had masks on, and everyone was outside, and kind of felt comfortable because everyone was like, like I, you know, one was like being like, Oh, this is stupid. Why do we got to wear? It's like it sucks wearing a mask, but you know what? It's okay to be outside with a mask and yeah. be safe. So it's what it is. Right. It's still fun. It's still fun to be with everybody. And there was like eight people there, so it wasn't a big gathering, by the way. Either, so <laughs> there was it a, was a like a, a what was it? A get together. It was my friend. It was my daughter's friend's birthday, and they're oh, both okay. five. And so it was just her family and me and her, and that was it. So it was like. Eight of us, nine of us total. So not a big thing and yeah, that's cake and, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's fun for the kids to play outside and all that too. So like I said, my, my, my logic was like, well, if I'm sending my kid to school and she's wearing a mask, well, she's indoors, I got to mm-hmm. be okay with this where it's outdoors and it's a smaller group. So yeah, we're all getting through it in these unprecedented times as they call it. All right. So let's get into this week's show. Survivor Series 1993 took place on Thanksgiving Eve, November 24th, 93. 
Has anyone ever called Thanksgiving Eve anything other than Black Wednesday besides the WWF when they did these pay-per-views? You ever heard Thanksgiving Eve before this? No. I mean, this is before I heard of uh, uh, Black Wednesday. Because obviously yeah. when, you, when, you, when you get a little older, Black Wednesday is when all the college kids, you know, you go out and get wasted. Because you're coming mm-hmm. into town, spending the, uh, spending the weekend at your parents. So you go out and get plastered. <laughs> and then Thursday you're hung over eating turkey and taking naps. I like how um, people always, like, on, like Black Wednesday, like New Year's Eve, and it's like St. Patrick's Day. Uh-huh. You see people, like, comment. There's always, like, the guys, like, I'm not going out. That's amateur hour. I'm like, okay, Mr. Professional Drinker. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is, like, the pros. you got to deal with yeah. those amateurs out here tonight. But uh, Yeah, there was a time when I was more focused with uh, working out because this is with gyms and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, collectively lost over 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of in the fitness thing. But I had this buddy who also happened to be in the fitness thing, and I was talking about New Year's Eve. And then he's like, no, I'm not going to go out. And he was posting pictures about being at the gym on New Year's Eve. He's like, this is how I celebrate. I'm pumping. I'm like, well, good for you. <laughs> like, I'm having fun with with friends and talking and laughing. And you'll yeah. also be happy to drinking. So you celebrate I, your own way, I guess. Yeah. All right. Back to uh, Survivor Series 93. Where were you in 93 as a fan? Were you watching all the time? Were you kind of falling out because Hogan had just left and all the big stars? We'll talk about this in a second. The roster here, how weird it is but where were you as a fan 93 um i think i was kind of just falling off and 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 i mean i was probably i know i was still watching this stuff because this was still kind of like the cartoony part mm-hmm. uh Gennetti was still on his own i think him and uh one two three kid kind of teamed up a little bit i don't know if this was before uh what was al snow's name leaf cassidy yeah with the new rockers yeah i don't know if this was before or after the new rockers <laughs> but this is kind of like that that era that i was I was still watching, but it wasn't like I was ordering the pay-per-views anymore because that was like 91, 92, and I don't know. It just started. Uh, I, I was all in in 93, yeah. and at 93, I would have been in November of 93. I was in fourth grade, and fourth grade for me was a, a bad academic year. I was just a bad student, but I loved wrestling, and that's probably part of why I was such a bad student. I'm watching Monday Night Raw because mm-hmm. Raw debuted in 93, so you know, I'm, yeah. I'm staying up late on Monday nights, but I was all in on this, and I had my one friend who was a big wrestling fan, and we kind of discussed everything. And this definitely was a pay-per-view that I did the listen to, like played Nintendo and listened to at the same time. Okay. This wasn't – I didn't get to go to my dad's friend's house. I think my dad went to it and, like, to his buddy's house and, like, we're not worrying wrestling. Because I remember – because my dad was off on Wednesdays from work, and I remember – having kind of the basement to myself for the night because I think him and my mom were like out and my sister was babysitting me or something. Either way, I do remember listening to this and being excited and kind of had my little, you know, my little plastic cup of Pepsi or whatever and, and playing some Tecmo Super Bowl and and listening to the pay-per-view. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, you just bring me right back to to this time period. Good. That's how that's that's important. <laughs> I just remember like watching when Roz first came on how my room was set up when I was yeah. a kid. And uh I would order like uh, Pizza Hut, <laughs> so it was like Pizza Hut on uh, Monday Night Raw nights, and you know, just oh, man. Kick, kicking it in my room, and oh, it was a good time. That's epic! I love it. I had the, uh, I think the remember the three liter bottle yeah. of soda. I uh-huh. think three liters were still around, but then like you gotta like hold it with two hands as you're pouring it. <laughs> <laughs> People don't understand the three out the three liter soda. Yeah. The soda didn't mess around back then. They wanted to give you all the sugar. Yeah, they it's would amazing. have like those extra caps for support on the bottom of them. So, oh yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, you have to. And then like the the lids were like uh, miniature bowls, like snack bowls. <laughs> They're yeah. so big. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, we're both 
I mean, I'm more into it than you are, but you're still taken back to that time in 93. Sure. Really quick, I want to go over the people that are on this show to see, to kind of talk about how diverse and how, like, weird the roster is at this time because you've got a little bit of the old guard left over and most of the new generation coming in. So Mm -hmm. we've got one, two, three kid, Mari Genetti, Macho Man, and Razor Ramon. Uh, Adam Bomb, Diesel, IRS, and Rick Martel. So, like, it's so weird. You've got Rick Martel and IRS there who are kind of older guys, especially Rick yeah. Martel. Macho Man is an older guy who wasn't supposed to be on the show. We'll get to that in a second. And then we've got Bret Hart, Nolan Hart, Shawn Michaels. And then we've got the Bushwhackers, which, again, are they've been around since, like, WrestleMania 4. They've been around mm-hmm. forever. Uh, been on a mission, mission, so they're yeah, newer. New Bam Bam is newer to me. I I never like knew as a kid. Like, oh, he was in the WWF in like eighty seven, eighty six. Yeah, the only reason I knew Bam Bam was mm-hmm. in there before is when I had that Nintendo w, WrestleMania game. Or, yeah, yeah, I think it was WrestleMania game, and he was in that game. I'm like, oh, okay, so Bam Bam's been here before. So I thought right. I thought him and Hogan had a big rivalry when I got the when I rented that game of playing. I'm like, oh, you know, Bam Bam was a big guy, and Hogan probably beat him. <laughs> But they, didn't, I don't they, were they, I, I don't, <laughs> they were friends. They were friends. I didn't know they didn't, didn't, have, didn't have a like a main event match or pay per view match. Well, Bam Bam was in the first Survivor Series, I believe, with the '87 team. Okay. Uh, and we've got Bastion Booger, the Head Shrinkers. Uh, then we've got Luger and the Steiner Brothers, Undertaker, mm-hmm. Crush, who's been there forever, one of the Quebecers, Ludwig Borger and Yokozuna. So for the most part, we've got a bunch of guys coming in, like new guys. But then there's just the couple, the couple of stragglers. Specifically, I, I can't believe Rick Martel was still here. You know, I was rewatching some old 93 Raws before this, and I loved one of my favorite angles was they did the Intercontinental Championship Battle Royal, and mm-hmm. then Razor Ramon and Rick Martel faced each other for the championship, and I loved that. And I remember watching it over and over as a kid, and they was on the Monday Night Raw Prime Cuts VHS tape. So I, I just forgot that Martel was still around in 93. Because to me, he was like a... You know, a strike force guy. Then when he was the model, like to me, he left in yeah. 91, 92, like versus Shawn Michaels was his last match mm-hmm. to me. But it wasn't. He, he had a ton more. His Tatanka, if you went on forever, you know, went on forever. Yeah, some of these guys, as I was watching this, because I'd probably only seen this once before, so watching this again, um, it was kind of fun to see Martel in there, and, you know, he's wrestling uh, Randy Savage and, and Razor Ramon. I'm like, oh, those are kind of cool matchups. Like in my head, were like fantasy matchups. I didn't realize they happened. This was a tape I used to rent a lot. Mm-hmm. Again, because I think because I didn't actually get to see it, so I was like pumped when it came to the video store. Love the cover art of Lex Luger, the Steiners, <laughs> and the Undertaker like over a turkey. Yeah, I love it. It was great. Was this your favorite Survivor Series? N- no, I think ninety was probably my favorite. Okay, because you've uh, talked about this one a lot. I have, and it's just because <laughs> I, I, I it might be because this is why I have the most clear memories of because okay. I'm ten, I'm nine, ten years old here. Yeah, so I'm really starting to remember stuff because I, I would say my when I can clearly remember stuff probably starts around eight or nine uh, seven a little bit but eight or nine I'm like okay I can remember this and that kind of specific <laughs> I, stuff. I think I'm in the same boat um but I've, what am I five or six years older than you so to me like I remember like a lot of stuff from like 1991 and like that was my like peak yeah uh starting interest of everything and remembering more of that stuff this other stuff is like I'm kind of fading out. I'm still watching, but I'm just not like as into it as I was in like 1991 and 92. So when you were fading out, what what when did you come back? Was it like 96, 97? Like when were you back in all that mm, again? It was probably, yeah, I guess 96, 97. 
Because I, I mean, I was still watching, you know, almost every week. And if I missed a week, you know, they'd recap stuff or like, you know, you watch Raw. It's like, oh, two weeks ago. I'm like, okay, this is, the, you know, the, all these different stories that are kind of being told. And I was flipping back between Nitro. I mean, I didn't really get Nitro. I wasn't, well, here's, I watched Nitro just because it was wrestling. It wasn't like better than WWF, but mm-hmm. it wasn't as good. Uh, w, they were about the same as far as stories and characters because until the NWO there. came, until like Scott Hall showed up, pretty yeah. Much. But then you also had um, Stone Cold, and then I, I really liked the Bret Hart, and and he was becoming more of a headliner and just more of like you know the face of WWF, and yeah, probably ninety six, ninety seven. So it was a couple huh. of years between there, but I'm glad you said the Bret Hart. Like in the, the, in the, the SummerSlam. The Bret Hart at the, the Survivor Series. Yes. In the SummerSlam. <laughs> so I started watching a few things before this to kind of jog my memory. So I yeah. watched some old Raws. The build starts with Ludwig Borga hitting Lex Luger in the USA, which sort of started in uh, post-match. I think it was a Coliseum video exclusive of SummerSlam 93 when Borga goes to like make fun of Luger after they're celebrating his count-out win over Yokozuna at SummerSlam. Okay. Uh-huh. And there's some vignettes of Ludwig Borga saying that the USA is garbage and blah, blah, blah. But a couple things here. One, do Finnish people hate Americans? Like, is that a thing? Like, I didn't think I so. I mean, you would, you would think so from Borga. Like, that's <laughs> that's where I understood all my, like, national alliances. From wrestling? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if they were a bad guy, then that country was, you know, bad. There's a lot of nationalism <laughs> that goes on, as we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah. Uh, again, it starts, the build... I guess the build for Survivor Series starts on this Raw, probably on the Superstars as well, on October 11th, and it's dumb because Luger, Borger's out there giving dub interviews, making fun of fans. Luger comes out, confronts himself, in America we are saying, love it or leave it. I'm like, oh, that's not really true because there's plenty of things you could love about America, but mm-hmm. also not love, but still support and all that. I'm like, okay, whatever, we're in 93. But like you... I'm a kid. I'm like, yeah, America, Lex Luger, good guy, et Love it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Buttholes. <laughs> Buttholes. <laughs> or whatever you would like call somebody as a kid. And then there's the Survivor Series report on the 1025 episode of Raw, which kind of gets down the, breaks down the card for everybody, mm-hmm. uh, lets everyone know what it is. And there's also superstar builds. And this is also interesting because for, in my head, once Raw came on, like debuted, that was the show for storylines, but it yeah. really wasn't. Superstars was still a main driver for storylines in the WWF, and I don't know, I didn't remember that because I'm sure I was still watching it. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I think for me, I became more raw than Superstars because as I got older, there were things that I had to do on the weekends. So if it was like cutting grass or you know whatever it is, I had like jobs to do. So <laughs> I didn't have the luxury of like sitting in front of the TV and having my cereal and watching wrestling as a kid anymore. It's like you know you got to go do this or come with me to do that. And I'm like, eh, I don't want. I want to watch wrestling. <laughs> the, but I, I think I was going into high school. Or I was already in high school like at this time. So you know, you I was might old have, enough to not sit around and wake up at 8 a.m. I'd, I'd sleep until like you know, 11 and parents are yelling at you to get up. Yeah. Yeah. Did your parents yell at you to get up all the time? Were you a sleeping guy? Uh, no, not really. Oh, I was still am to this day. I love sleeping. <laughs> I mean, I my love sleeping thing, too. My favorite thing to do, even though I can't now with children. Yeah. The original main event had Tatanka on the all Americans, but he gets squashed by Yokozuna and is replaced the week, uh, the Saturday before the Thursday of the Survivor Series mm-hmm. on Superstars. And it wasn't just a normal squash. They turned him on his side and like yeah. busted his ribs. Yeah, Yoko beats the hell out of him along with Ludwig yeah. Borga. And what's 
when I was watching it, they were showing kind of a recap of it. Mm-hmm. Like Luger comes out after like four splashes. Like, dude, where were you earlier? <laughs> Getting changed? Like, Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Protein shake or something? Talking to Peggy on the phone? Peggy's his wife, as we'll learn later. Uh, so anyway, they get a replacement. And when they announce the replacement, Howard Finkel is the one interviewing the team, which was weird. Like, was Vince did not want to do it? Like, why was Finkel doing the interview? Mm-hmm. They announced him as The Undertaker. I vividly remember watching this, being so pumped Yeah, when The Undertaker was made. And then when he opens up his jacket, it's got the Betsy Ross flag. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. And I, I, we, we, we were badass. talking about this earlier. Like, I thought, like, why... Why wouldn't you have like the actual American flag? He goes all the way like a couple hundred years ago and busts out this Betsy thirteen colony flag. Like, like as a said, kid, I guess you didn't care, but like I was like, that's not the right flag. I didn't care because I was the Undertaker. Yeah, I, I didn't care. Now let me ask you something. Do you mm-hmm. think after because I thought this at the end of after watching the show, do you think Macho Man should have been on Team USA? Should he be on the All American instead of the Undertaker? Um, well, I, I think that the way the card plays out, you know, they, yeah. they had, they put him in the right spot, mm-hmm. but yeah, I guess Undertaker, I think Undertaker should have been wearing at least some sort of, I don't know, like a, like an American flag tie. Cause he was okay. still like straight Undertaker <laughs> as he's wrestling. I'm like, just no. give him like a, like a flag no, tie. No, no, no. He can't have everybody, the dead el- everybody else is dressed like American flags. Well, the Steiners and Luger are a little bit different than the Undertaker. A I know, but if you're going to be on all Americans, you got to have something red, white, and blue, or even a pin, like a flag pin, like uh, like politicians okay. wear on their lapels. I'll, I'll give, give you them that. A lapel pin. I'll give you the pin. I'll <laughs> give right. you that. Or uh, stirrups, spe- red, red of, stirrups, and white boots. <laughs> and speaking of this Undertaker, I was at Walmart the other day, and mm-hmm. it was chaos because apparently they're starting Black Friday deals like week. Yeah. And I didn't know this, so I go down the aisle, and they have the big display of the decorative dominance or whatever toys. And that new Undertaker in the box looks terrible because his hat looks like uh, Man the Yellow Hat from Curious George, the way it sits on his head. So I don't know what they did with it, but I, I was going to buy it, but I'm like, this looks terrible. I don't want to buy are this. They, are they the Battelle figures? Yeah. Okay. You looking for any? They got them all. I got to look to see what, what, they, what they all are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, they got I'll a Mark you know Henry. I'm not, I'm not going to go for you. I'm done. I'm done shopping. <laughs> well, if you care what I think, I can tell you, but I okay. don't know right now. Okay. All right. So anyway, Undertaker gets joined on the team. I was pumped. Were you, did you remember that? Were you watching or was this kind of like, I don't remember. I, re- I remember seeing um, like on Superstars or something. Okay. Like, I don't know if I really cared. Well, la di da. Show starts off. This is November 24th, 93 from the Boston Garden. Was that his face t- turn then? No, he was already a face. Okay. His face turn happened right before... His feud with Jake Roberts, remember? Because he stopped Jake from hitting Liz with a chair on that Saturday Night's main event. Yeah, I get those years mixed up. Because this whole time I, when I was watching this, I'm like, this was 94. I'm like, was this before WrestleMania 10 or after WrestleMania 10? Then I keep mm-hmm. looking it up. Because it was all references to what was going to happen, and I thought stuff had already happened. Yeah. Okay. 15,000 people. Pretty good crowd. It's crowds crowd seemed to do it the whole time. Boston, mm-hmm. Garden, you know, everyone's pumped. I did like all the security guys in their burgundy jackets, probably thinking my thinking to themselves like, oh, God, what the hell is this crap? Particularly in the doink match, which we'll talk about later. Uh, the show starts off with Lex Luger and his quote-unquote family. Uh, his wife is named Peggy, but that's you, not his wife. What do you mean wife. quote-unquote? That's not his wife. Oh, come on. That's not his son either? I don't believe so. Because <laughs> this kid is just ham. <laughs> he's hamming it up? He's not, taking it, he's not taking this seriously. I mean... 
Maybe would that's you? why. I, <laughs> I would if my dad. If they told me, "Hey, your dad's gonna be Lex Luger," I'm in. Uh huh. All right. So this it starts off with the national anthem, and I don't know if you noticed or if even listened to it, but to me, the guy singing the anthem sounded like he had a thick Boston accent, like he just went to Duncan and then <laughs> you know came up for the national anthem. Is that is that what happens when you're in Boston? You go to Duncan. Um, I I think so. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. Quick story. Some Bostonians. Cool. Quick side story. When I went to Boston a couple of years ago with my wife, uh, I was seeing people with iced coffee in foam cups. Okay. Or not in foam cups. Like they were putting like the plastic cup inside the foam cup. And I was like, and they kept saying iced coffee regular. And I'm like, what the heck? And I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Later I found out. One, based on talking to someone who's from Boston. Two, listening to the Lapsed Fan podcast. And a couple, one of the guys is from Boston. And they went to college in Boston. That they do that so the uh, cup doesn't get condensation on it. And your hand doesn't get wet while holding your iced coffee in the summer. Well, that's smart. <laughs> I guess, but it seems like a big waste. Anyway. So a plastic thing. cup inside of a styrofoam cup. Yeah. So you hold the styrofoam cup. I don't think iced coffee in a styrofoam cup would taste very good. I could be wrong. I've never tried it. Yeah. Uh, as far as coffee goes, I'm iced all the way. Like, it could be negative five out if I'm having coffee. It's going to be nice coffee. I'm not a hot coffee guy. For those wondering if I want to get me a gift card to Duncan. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you one. Appreciate you. And then we go to the, the announce team, which is Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan. And we have Radio WWF of Gorilla Monsoon and Jim Ross. I never, ever, ever as a kid was able to figure out where I could listen to Radio WWF. I yeah, wanted you, to so you, bad. You just watch the scramble and you listen. But it's not. But it's not. Not the <laughs> announcing of Gorilla and uh, Jim Ross. Yeah. No, I understand. I, I still don't know how on the network they have not put an alternate audio track for where Radio WWF was. Like, how is that not a thing yet? Get on that WWF. We yeah, all I don't want know. it. I mean, even on. Uh, I was going to look this up. Like, what was Radio WWF? But I just never did. So. There's some videos out there I just clicked, and it, it, there's some things to look up, but I'm not going to do it now. I'll watch it later. <laughs> Real but professional. Yeah, Vin, yeah, Vince McMahon, Bobby Heenan on the, uh, doing The Maid, and Radio WWF, you got Jim Ross and Gorilla. All right, so our opening matchup is going to be the one, two, three kid, Marty Gennetti, Razor Ramon, and we'll get to him in a second, versus Adam Bomb, Diesel, IRS, and Rick Martell with Harvey Wilpham in the corner. So Razor comes out to a massive pop like he's over like crazy mm-hmm. and then he says perfecto so perfect he could even show up or whatever he says <laughs> well he says so our, he, our, our tag partner is so perfect he tagged out before the match started <laughs> he's like but we have a partner that has just as machismo as me and everybody starts cheering because mm-hmm. i always thought that was kind of fun like macho man and machismo he calls him macho mang macho, macho mang. mang and here here hits the uh pop and circumstance Crowd pops for him like crazy, and, you know, that's kind of why I thought, like, maybe he should have been on the All-Americans. He was fueling with Crush, you know, but I get I get it. They will talk about later why they probably put Undertaker on there mm-hmm. to build up towards the next pay-per-view, but, I, again. I think there was a big miss with the, the team names like they had in the past. Okay. How so? I mean, there's, I, I just, I mean, do you still have your teams? This is just an all-team pay-per-view. Why not have mm-hmm. uh, team names? Well, they had the main event. The All Americans and the Foreign Fanatics. I guess. <laughs> You're like, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's just one out of what four matches, five matches. Yeah. A couple notes I have on this. One, I do think Diesel comes off a little bit like a star here, 
he's tossing one, two, three kid around. Particularly, he does like a monkey flip or like a mm-hmm. monkey toss. Kid goes flying. One thing I liked about the one, two, three kid's boots was like the neon green bottoms. I was a big fan of those, even now mm-hmm. as a, an adult. Uh, this, I think, is probably the best match on the show wrestling-wise. It's high, fast-paced action, top to bottom. Uh, I, as, I, as one of my notes, I put that these looked like a star as that happened. Macho Man pins him one, two, three with the elbow clean in the middle. So, <laughs> Just as you're thinking that. You're like, oh, he's, that can't be too much of a star. Yeah, he's like, ooh, yeah. But I like the little melee in the beginning between uh, uh, Adam Bomb. He's always, he was kind of a, um, he didn't seem like part of the team team. Okay. He was, he was just kind of there. And I think him and Martel kind of get in a scuffle and everybody starts, you know, bad mouthing. And, and it looked like the, 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 the team was just going to implode. Mm-hmm. But they get their stuff back together and get back to the match. They do. And also, the reason Mr. Perfect wasn't there, there's a, no one, I don't, I wasn't able to find the exact real reason. I'm sure somebody out there knows. If you're listening, mm-hmm. tweet us at PPW Podcast and tell me. But one, I heard he was going to fail a drug test for steroids. Two, he went to rehab. Three, he got hurt. So I heard a bunch of different things, but I was never able to confirm why. I'm kind of bummed. I would have liked to see Perfect this match. Yeah, I agree. The, what, what would we call these teams? If we were to name these teams, what do you think we would name them? Uh, what do you think? Uh, the Bomb Squad? Okay, versus, Bomb Squad versus, versus the... the uh, versus the Machismos? Yeah, that's good. Because, okay. I, I mean, Razor's the, the, the leader, I guess. He's the captain, yeah. The captain. Anyway, this was a really high-flying match. Well, who um, was who was Razor feuding with? Because these aren't really, like, par- par- paired up and feud. Okay. Because they just did the IC title thing. Yeah. And then Janetti and kid against irs and diesel <laughs> sure <laughs> okay well i would imagine michaels probably was sean michaels is probably supposed to be involved in this but he got plucked to go be the leader of the knights because jerry lawler had a little yeah, incident which right. we'll talk that, about in a yeah, second that got but messed up too they did uh the machismos as we're going to call them they get the win here razor big pop for razor ramon uh, i don't know any other notes in this one besides tell people to watch it because i thought this was the best match on the card not really. I mean, I think all the pairings, you know, worked well together. Uh, Razor and IRS, Razor and uh, uh, the model, like just so many different uh, matchups that maybe you just never really saw or think you wanted to see. Like it's it's all in this match. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was it was fun. And this, and I don't want to like kind of sell this match short. Like I'm saying, it's the best match in the card, but it's it's a good match. Period. Like it's a really really good one for you guys to mm-hmm. watch. Especially if you haven't seen this pay per view in a while. Also, Bobby Heenan on the commentary throughout the show is hilarious. Like, I have a couple things noted, which I'll get to as we go along. Uh, one thing on here where there's a note where I think I have it here. Let me pull it up. <laughs> Bobby, every time I watch something, Bobby Heenan actually makes me laugh out loud at least once. And there's one <laughs> one thing he says earlier. I just couldn't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one where Bobby Hand says, "I Vince, I called it. I called this, and I forget what he was talking about." But he goes, "Vince says you were right for once." And then Bobby Hand goes, "For once? What do you mean for once?" <laughs> like, kind of sells it great. Yeah, I've got more notes throughout here, but that was one of them. And I don't know, I, again, I I want people to walk, go back and watch this because I don't think ever everyone ever talks about this match, you know. And it goes pretty long. It goes, I think, what is it, what's the time on here? Almost almost a half an hour. Mm-hmm. But it never felt slow to me. It went 26 minutes, and I don't know. Did you? Did it ever drag for you? Not really. 
I mean, you got Whippleman out there. I thought he was kind of fun for, you know, that time period. Uh, Joey Morella, you know, being the referee, I thought he added a lot of, uh, you know, ref ref stuff to it, you know, with, mm-hmm. the, with the hands and the counting and the separating of people. I thought he was a good ref. Yeah. But Adam is. Baum, to me, just shined in this one because I always liked him um, coming out. He's got the, the yellow contacts. You know, he looked radioactive. <laughs> I, I just liked him. So the final two winners here, which is kind of weird, are marginating the one, two, three kid. You know, like they're the last you would think would be Razor, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And you think it'd be Macho Man, but Macho Man, of course, gets involved with a bit of a scuffle with Crush, who comes out, and Crush gets counted out and yeah. kind of flips his lid, and the crowd goes nuts for that count out. But that would, I don't know. I just would have assumed Razor would be the last man. Well, those Savage got distracted with right. Crush, and IRS pins him. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But Crush See? got, but Crush gets. Um, or not crush gets counted out. Um, he gets, that's later in the main event. Yeah. I got my, I got my, um, <laughs> matches confused. Sorry. Spoilers yeah. for later. You're right. Thanks for the correction. <laughs> People listening. Like what the hell are you talking about? Okay. Next up we go backstage and we've got Ray Combs, former host of family feud with a lot of bad jokes. He's interviewing the heart foundation. Mm-hmm. And then we go back and forth to Shawn Michaels who, Debuts his IC is, title. This is probably the beginning of when I started to like this HBK. Like, mm-hmm. wh- like when he first did it, he was with Sherry, um, Tito Santana. Like, I didn't like that version. Like this one, I think he just um, was perfecting his character as HBK. Mm-hmm. So I started to like this guy. Just he's so cocky and he's such an asshole to people. <laughs> and that's you know kind of why I liked him in this. And then going into the DX part and all that stuff, and Bret Hart, like this is the beginning of, of the Sean that I liked. That's a good point, because he does have his time to shine, because when he had Sherry, he, he had a manager. So he had a little, not necessarily a mouthpiece, but he wasn't the 100% focal point. Yeah, I didn't and, think he was that, well, maybe he was, but he didn't have the chance, like you said, to shine and to be confident and to, be a character. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Bret Hart's brothers being in this match? Obviously not Owen, but Bruce uh, and Keith. Bruce and yeah, Bruce and Keith. I didn't really know who they were, and 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 I was surprised in the match. You know how how good they were. So I get. I don't know. Like I I liked Bret. I liked Owen. Um, the guy with the mustache. I, I <laughs> and then Bruce. I wasn't that into him. So, well, Brett talks about in his book that originally the Owen push was supposed to be for Bruce, but Brett's like, no, you gotta you gotta give it to Owen. Yeah, <laughs> Owen's way better. <laughs> it's not even close. Right. And then Shawn Michaels, by the way, if you're wondering why he has a team of knights, he's he's captaining. It's because Jerry Lawler was supposed to be the captain of these knights. But he got accused of statutory rape. Turns out to be false. But obviously, if it's a charge pending like that or an accusation, you mm-hmm. can't exactly have a guy be on pay-per-view. So they threw in Shawn Michaels with the caveat, I guess the explanation for the feud was Michaels was still mad from losing to Bret Hart at Survivor Series last year. So he wanted like his revenge. So that was kind mm-hmm. of the the makeshift story they built. Yeah. There's worse things they could have done. Uh, besides the main thing all about it here in this match is going to be the the start of the Brett and Owen feud. But there is a few funny one-liners I have here of, of from Bobby Heenan. When Stu Hart comes out down the aisle, he's wearing a Boston Bruins jacket, and <laughs> yeah. Bobby Heenan goes, he stole it from the merchandise stand. So I'm like, get that mm-hmm. away from him. And uh, another one I have is Stu's on the outside in the chair, and 
Heenan tells McMahon, hold on, McMahon. Hey, Stu, wake up. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and the way they shoot the camera from behind him, you think Stu's asleep. It was, yeah. it was fun. I liked it. Uh, but like you said, these Hart brothers, I don't think they're great. I, I think Bruce and Keith were boring as hell, but... You know, they did, they did some good moves. Um, I think one was a firefighter, one's a school teacher. So, you know, we're looking back on watching it now with these eyes. Like, I could see they're good wrestlers. But as a kid, I had no interest in who they are. I thought they were, I thought they sucked. I had no idea. I, thought they were, <laughs> I, thought, I didn't think they were wrestlers. Like, I had no idea about the Hart family. Stuff in your Just pizza. Like, what is this garbage? Has you eating your pizza? What is, who, Personal who pan pizza. Losers? <laughs> Got oh, your we bucket. got some real wrestlers on here. What about but Bret yeah, Hart? And I have a note here. Brett, Brett wears short shorts. Bret Hart in the in the shorts. What'd you think of him there? It was different. His I gotta gear. look at it. You don't know. He, this is like his fame. It's the only time he didn't wear pants. He's got like a Mr. Perfect style singlet in bright pink. I don't know why they haven't made an action figure of it yet. Probably because Mattel can't make a Bret Hart to save their lives. But it, it's awesome looking. Yeah, I guess I didn't even notice it. I just looking at. Oh, I am watching. Yeah, he does have the shorts. <laughs> Bret, I, I totally short, didn't notice shorts. that. Well, yeah. It looks like uh, um, Owen Hart stuff. Yeah, well, I guess that's more appropriate than the Mr. Perfect style stuff. Either way, uh, the this match goes just too long for me. Mm-hmm. I think if it was, it's 30 minutes. I'd say if it was like 18 minutes, it'd be perfect because yeah. you don't care about the nights. You know, who cares how long they've been in there? So uh, watching this and, and watching the nights, do you know who the nights were? Yeah, do you? Okay. Well, Did you look it up? Well, well, I knew who the blue one was. It was Greg Valentine because it looked like his face <laughs> in the mask <laughs> and then his body shape. So watching him as the blue knight, mm-hmm. I didn't know Greg Valentine could wrestle like that. <laughs> but he was like wrestling better because all I was used to was like his knee drops and his, I don't know, it's just like a weird, not a lot of good wrestling moves. But I thought he did good as the, as the blue knight. And then uh, Barry Horowitz, I don't know who the other one was. So the rare, Barry Horowitz is the Red Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either Jeff Gaylord or Glenn, Glenn Jacobs is the Black Knight. That's I'm impossible. Not sure. He's not that tall. Well, then I guess it's not Kane. I, I've never been able to confirm it. Again, if there's someone out there that knows it, PPW Podcast. Send yeah, it over to me. Let us know. Yes. Uh, again, 30 minutes is way too long for this match. The big spot comes when Brett is kind of gets hurt, gets makes a tag to Owen, is on the apron. Michaels uh, and him do Michaels and Owen do a cross like a crisscross thing and then Owen smashes into Brett Brett falls off the apron into the guardrail mm-hmm. and the I was watching this too the security guard has his back turned to him so like the guardrail like hits him he turns on like what the hell is this crap I'm doing? <laughs> pay me enough for this <laughs> so Owen looks gets rolled up by Michaels one two three he's the only heart eliminated immediately Owen gets up yeah. starts kicking the bottom rope throwing a tantrum and well, Bobby he was Heenan, pissed. He, like before he got pinned, he was like yelling at Brett. He's like, "What are you doing? Like, why are you there? And why did I run into you?" <laughs> and that's how he gets rolled up. I'm like, "Come on, <laughs> keep your and eye then, on the prize, Owen." That's why yeah, he and, lost. And Bobby keeps calling on the shadow, uh-huh. which is the 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 seeds being planted for this feud. And yeah. this is something that kind of continues for the weeks leading up to the '94 Rumble. Mm-hmm. And we could talk all about that later, but or in a future show. But that was a great build and. You know, Owen is Memorable pissed. Quotes. I kicked your leg out of your leg. Yeah. 94 Rumble. <laughs> that's the one. And that's the uh, Bret, the Bret Hart interview on Superstars. Yeah. Oh, no, no way. Will not ever. Will I ever oh, fight my brother Owen? It's not going to happen. He won't fight his brother. But 
He does. He fights they his have brother. a great match, WrestleMania 10, and at SummerSlam 94, a great match, despite what Jeff at the Fully Posable Podcast thinks. That's an amazing cage match, so don't listen to Jeff. He doesn't like it. So anyway, Hart Foundation wins. I guess we're calling the Hart Foundation versus Sean and his Knights, right? Yeah, that's Sean what we'll Knights? call him. Sean Knight sounds like Sean, a- uh, <laughs> HBK's court. <laughs> yeah, I, I like know. it. HB court. Heartbreak court. How about that? That's it. Spell with, with a, a K. K. Court. Yes, heartbreak court. Or heartbreak knights. Either yes, way, all, we- the, all the knights get pinned. Owen's pinned. Uh, Michael's just about to get into the sharpshooter. Wiggles his way out. Says to hell with this. And just leaves. He's <laughs> like, I wasn't even supposed out. to be on this team. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to have the night off. <laughs> I have no loyalty to these knights. Yeah. Get out of here, Valentine. <laughs> Valentine's in the back eating some Cheetos. And the reason I say that because at uh, him and the, the barber hanging no. out in their beach house eating <laughs> Cheetos, watching uh, football. I know at uh, WrestleCon uh, a couple years ago in, in New York when Ryan Miller met him. He's a friend of the show, and he was telling me, he's like, I met Greg Valentine. Like, he's eating, like, a little, you know, the fun-sized bag of Cheetos you get yeah. from, like, you know, the the, the big bulk. Right. And, he go, and he's like, I go to, like, meet him, and he has no one at his table. And he's like, he doesn't even stop eating. He just, like, got one Cheeto in his mouth, one hand size my figure, and keeps eating. Like, <laughs> dude, you couldn't even put those down. You're getting crumbs all over my figure. Like, dude, come on. He's a wrestler. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> you're, also- pay, you're paying to see him. He's not paying to see you. Uh, at Star at Starcast, when my friend Tony went with me, he didn't yeah. realize Greg Valentine was like a a like guy like at a gimmick table, like selling autographs. Because in the little room, no one was there, like at his table. Yeah. So like, he kind of walked by like three times before he realized, like, oh, that's he looks at me, and goes, is that guy a wrestler? Oh yeah, he goes, I was just about to ask him where the bathroom was. I thought he worked here. Well, that's how it was when we went, and then like he was sitting there, and I think next to his table was Mo from Men on a Mission, yeah. <laughs> and nobody was there, and I felt bad. Like I wanted to, you know, go say hi or something, but I really didn't know what to say because I didn't really want to say hi. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> even Mo. It, like, it was Oscar yeah. from Men on a Mission. People would have liked Oscar. to meet Mo. But after watching this, like he's the hype man. Like, man, I should have met Oscar. <laughs> have him sign something. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a photo reprint eight by ten, like uh, of him as Dink. Yeah, <laughs> or as Doink, as we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. But anyway, that match I would skip up until the, everyone's seen the big angle. Everyone's seen it a million times, and I always tell people to go back and watch like the full context of these major moments. Yeah. And the only thing I would say to go back and watch is. Like you said, when Owen's screaming at Brett, like, what are you doing? And then the post-match where he starts kicking the ropes and everything. That that was pretty funny. Well, this is but. where my where, where my Heenan comment came in, and I was laughing. Okay. Um, so, Brett Hart, I mean, Owen Hart comes down. The Brett, Keith, and Bruce are inside celebrating. The music's hit. Owen comes down. He's yelling at everybody, and they show uh, Helen Hart and Stu Hart, but mostly Helen. So, she's got, like, big fake teeth. And you you know Bobby Heenan hates the Hart family. He, he ribs on Helen and, and Stu all the time. <laughs> so, they're showing Helen with her big teeth, and she's worried. She's like, oh, no. And Heenan goes, oh, no, they're going to repossess my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't stop laughing i'm like god he's so mean but it was so funny <laughs> you know that was like an off-the-cuff thing like yeah, you just said course. it once and, <laughs> yeah oh, big fan big fan uh, you ever want to laugh watch uh bobby heenan's uh, shoot interview from our video from a while ago uh-huh. like they're talking to him and they go what would you go they go what would you uh would you have done to help fix wcw and Bobby's like, I'll tell you what I would have done. I would have called a meeting, had like all the heads like come in the room, close it, throw a grenade in and close the door. But Heenan was like, 
he was mean, but he was funny. And I don't know if you saw Saturday Night Live, but Dave Chappelle was on there and he was talking about how Donald Trump called the uh, coronavirus the Kung Flu. And yeah. <laughs> Dave Chappelle goes, you hilarious asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of like how I felt about Bobby Heaton sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, there, I guess there is a, a one thing to look out for. It's it's the Bobby Heenan moment. and that He makes this whole pay-per-view. There's times where it drags, but he's got mm-hmm. one-liners left and right. So anytime there's Bobby Heenan on my TV, I'm happy. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Our next match is weird. The Heavenly Bodies versus the Rock and Roll Express. And this is for the Smoky Mountain Tag Team titles. This was when they had like a deal with Cornette. Yeah. But I don't understand why this is on the pay-per-view. As a kid, I hated these matches. I didn't know what these guys were. I watched this. It was a pretty good match. I, I yeah, was it, it was. I was a fan. Yeah. What I wrote on here is is the like the action was decent. Like it was a good wrestling match. Um, I mean, they're not they're no slouches, but I just wasn't familiar with them or Smoky Mountain at the time. And to this day, like I can't get too excited of like watching these teams because I just they're not anything mm-hmm. that I was excited about. Because um, I also remember seeing uh, the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. I saw them in like NWA, WCW. So to me, that was like lower tier like just wrestling wrestling no characters and nothing not really entertainment i guess i'm what i'm trying to say and i just thought they were kind of old looking then mm-hmm. <laughs> but then i'm thinking oh, if i thought they were old looking like late 80s you know and they're still wrestling 30 years later like that's unbelievable for sure it was a good match mm-hmm. i would i would say go ahead and watch this it's probably the second best match on the card as far as wrestling action goes the heavenly bodies win over the rock and roll express it was good. And also another bonus for this, this you get the Radio WWF commentary of Gorilla and JR. So I like that, oh, I too. thought they switched. What do you mean? No, I thought they got, uh, like, they switched tables. Right. You you get the Radio WWF commentary on this match, on the, on the pay-per-view. Oh, okay. Just yeah. the commentators. And then, well, Vince and Bobby went over to the WWF radio table. Right, exactly. But on the pay-per-view, okay. you get to hear, like, on the, on the broadcast you all watch on the network or if you have the DVD or whatever you would hear Gorilla and Jair for this match. Yeah, so. gotcha. Big fan. Uh, good match. Quick match, 14 minutes, and that's probably how long the Bret Hart versus the Knights should have been. Mm-hmm. And then we've got another great match. The This is called Four Doinks. And leading up to this, they didn't tell you the, who the Four Doinks would be. They just said it would be Four Doinks. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Doink, like real Doink. Yeah, taking on Bastion Booger, Bam Bam Bigelow, and the Head Shrinkers. I loved Bam Bam here with his main squeeze, Luna Vachon, as they call uh, him. I loved him saying, yeah. this, is my, this is my main squeeze, Luna Vachon. <laughs> you sound just like Bam Bam. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> no, no, come on, do it. It's got to be natural. It's got to be one of the things. Right? All right. Are you, are you talking about the, the interview they were doing at the back? Where yeah, this is my main squeeze, Luna Vachon here. <laughs> that's kind of like Vader. No, that's all right. That's, all when right. you say main squeeze, now This now is my main squeeze. <laughs> God. <laughs> I love how they're just uh, Samu, Fatu, Afa, and Bastion Booger's trying to get in on the action, but he's not. Where they're just tearing apart like the chicken leg or turkey leg with yeah. their, their feet, and they're slobbering all over and just eating like savages, just like <laughs> like Samoans are portrayed, you know, back Bob, then. Bobby's like they're eating a condor. We <laughs> <He> call <calls> them <laughs> so much meat. And then the first match, then the Bushwhackers theme. Uh-huh. And out comes the first Bushwhacker, uh, Luke on a scooter, and Butch pulls out a wagon. They're, they're yeah. in a full doink face paint and wig. I thought uh, they looked good. They doinks. did. Then Men on a Mission comes out with Oscar, Moe, and Mabel, and they're having fun. The people Put are your hands in the air if you just... No, they're doing the whoop, 
there it is. Whoop, there it is. The crowd's going nuts. We oh, also yeah. get a, but also we get a, we want doink chance. Everyone wants the real doink to show up. Yeah. I thought Mabel had like too much fun with this. Like, I think you put face paint on Mabel. He just goes, he's his, his, <laughs> his personality just goes like a hundred times better. He's like, I got a mask on. I can do what I, he had like a balloon on some stuff, like yeah, a stick. Yeah, like he was cool. I like this Mabel. It was a fun match. It's 10 minutes. It probably could have been six. Would you be was, sad if I told you this is my favorite match? Cause it was just so fun. No, goofy. no. <laughs> I love this match. Me too. Like They're I would rather watch this match peels. than any like raw right now. <laughs> Fatu slips on a banana peel and gets pinned by Luke doink. I mean, just everything. And they get distracted by food. The, the savages do. It's like, mm-hmm. Hey, he's got a banana. He's like, Ooh, banana. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so stereotypical and funny. The Doink team wins, and then post-match, Bam Bam's all pissed, walking, and then Doink shows up. The real Doink shows up on the screen, making fun uh, of him. And saying, up, up the ramp. Yeah, four Doinks. <sighs> it was, but he's like, he's like hey, 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 Luna, you know, bring your face over. He's like, ar, ar, ar. <laughs> like, trying to kiss Luna and calling her a dog. That pisses Bam Bam off more. What does he you know, say? Bam Bam, just yeah. the man squeeze. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this leads to a WrestleMania 10 match, by the way, but yeah. with, with Doink and Dink versus Loon and Bam Bam. Like, crazy that he stretched out this far, you know? Yeah. From November to March with a Bam Bam Doink feud? Not, not bad. Well, this uh, this this match, it may have been, you know, what they call a popcorn match, but I loved it. This is like a, this is a good break for me to get back to, like, the seriousness of other uh, matches coming up. I would think if you were there live, the Smoky Mountain tag match was going to be oh, the yeah, popcorn yeah, match. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I forgot about that match already. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good match. Yeah, but it, it is. Doesn't, it it is. just doesn't at the, fit. At the time, I didn't understand. I didn't know who they were, and I'm just, I just wasn't into it. Like, I just checked out. It doesn't fit in this, like, card at all. The anywhere. Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey and the, and the Dr. Tom. Like, I didn't know who they were. And Gigolo, I'm like, he's not a Gigolo. He was he doing monkey like flips, that. though, man. He was he doing was. tope suicidas over the top rope. Yeah, and Morton's doing, like, jump and fly and head scissors. Like, this is, like, innovative stuff that I probably should have paid attention to back then. <laughs> but you're just all pitched. Where's Doink? I was just used to the atomic drops and the silly cartoony stuff, so that's where I was. <laughs> all right, before our main event, we go backstage, and we've got Todd Pettingle interviewing the Foreign Fanatics, and Jim Cornette cuts one hell of a promo. Oh, for sure. He yells at Jim at Pettingill saying all the words he just said. He doesn't know what they, they mean. You probably saw him from Funk and Wagner. People who don't know, those are an encyclopedia company. Funk and Wagner. That, that's it, fucking Wagnall. I thought he said fucking something. I rewound Me him. Me too. What did he say? Oh, Funk. I remember those. Uh, where, where, did you, where did you get your encyclopedia set, Funk and Wagnalls? Uh, probably Dominic's, the grocery store. Yeah. My, we got him at Jewel. It was like if you spent a certain amount, you could yeah. get like a book for free. <laughs> so I'm like, hell yeah, we'll get some free books. Built up our Did you have the kids version, like the blue one or like the gold, like adult one? We had the adult one, like the brown and gold ones. Yeah, we had that one. And then eventually, like, we went, we started getting the kids ones. And, like, I couldn't tell you how many book, how many reports I did with those uh-huh. encyclopedias. Like, oh, it yeah, was you just, you just clutch. Clutch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Some things used to be better as a kid. That was not one of them. No. <laughs> I remember when we got a computer, uh, it came with, like, a, a free copy of, like, Encyclopedia Britannica on CD-ROM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was, Britannica. An old man, like... It was game changer. Like you look mm-hmm. up any like this has everything, which it really had nothing. But it was all facts. There was no like you had to like check what was real because it was on encyclopedia, so you knew it was legit. Yeah. 
All right. So anyway, the four so fanatics the- is Yokozuna Crush, who's not foreign. He's from Hawaii. One of the Quebecers who's with Johnny Polo and Ludwig Borga. Can we just say Ludwig Borga sucks? Like, I hate yeah, him. Yeah, we could say that. There's nothing good about <clears throat> him. But we can also explain why Crush was on this team. So you're talking oh, about uh, yep. um, Zataka getting eliminated earlier by Yokozuna. Mm-hmm. So apparently, I think they were showing Lex Luger with his loaded forearm, because that was the thing back then. He had knocked out um, uh, Pierre from the Quebecers. Mm-hmm. So that's so Crush was pulled in to take Pierre's place. Right, but he's not foreign. He's from Hawaii. He's not, but I don't know who pulled him in. <laughs> but he does come out to Yoko's music, which was weird. He's won a demolition, man. Well, not anymore. I guess. <laughs> See, he has ties with Fuji. Can we say that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I, I like how I'm making you justify this. Like you okay. booked it. Like, you justify this for me. <laughs> yeah. Fuji was with demolition at some point. Crush was with demolition. I don't know if they're, if they're, uh, you know, they, they line up, but it works. They stayed in touch over the years. They, they were did. friends. They're like, come on, Fuji. <laughs> Manage us again. <laughs> Not with that fat crush. I'm crush. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll I do allow love it. crush, though. We'll allow it. Did you like Kona crush or this evil crush? Kona crush. Come on. Come Naturally. on, Shaka. Brah. Naturally, with the head crush you did. Yeah. So this whole group, you got Jim Cornette, Johnny Polo, Mr. Fuji, Crush, Borga. Mount, or is it Mountie or Jacques Rougeau at this point? Or Jacques it's Jacques Rougeau. Quebec or whatever. And Yoko. So that's a lot of people. And Cornette just stands above everybody amazing promo i thought it was so good i watched it again the second time i watched it i'm just and you have to watch this he's given this uh awesome promo johnny polo i mean he's making all these facial expressions and now i'm just watching it this is probably the third time i've watched it he's doing duck lips he's nodding yes he's doing eyebrow raises making goofy file goofy smiles and smirks and eye rolls he's just hamming it up back there so if you watch this promo you know obviously listen to it but watch johnny polo's just facials that he does throughout this whole thing yeah that's awesome that this is probably one of the highlights of the show for me is that promo like mm-hmm. overall the show so definitely yeah. go out of your way to watch this if you haven't seen it while well, watch that promo Main event time, Undertaker comes out first for the All-Americans. No USA lapel pin, as Eric wanted. No flag. Tie. No flag. Nothing. Steiners come out in their USA singlets. Then Luger comes out to Stars and Stripes Forever. What did you think of Luger coming out to Stars and Stripes Forever, this song? I liked I was, it. I'm not a fan. I liked his uh, WrestleMania 10 entrance song. I don't know, man. I liked it. I mean, he was all he was all American. I mean, that, if you're going to get all American, you do that song. They should have just give him Hogan's music. No one would have, no one would have cared. <laughs> yeah, they would have. Hogan like, would have showed every, up. Everybody pops up like Hogan. Oh no, that's Luger. Yeah. This da, is da, my favorite da, version da, of Luger, da, though. Ninety-three USA made in the USA Luger. Yeah, big big fan here. Loved his his haircut. He had a mullet, but not really. So I was a big fan of that. The crowd seemed into him. You know, we, there's always yeah. talk about Luger couldn't draw. The crowd wasn't into Luger. People were cheering a lot to me. See, you, we, we hear all this stuff from, you know, people that were there, you know, say Bruce Pritchard or just anybody from that period, like Lex didn't do this, Lex didn't do that. There were a lot of people, you know, even pa- after Lex Luger that you put the title on for no reason. Then they just swapped it right back two days later. I'm like, why not just give Lex the run? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, have him the champ and then keep booking who you're supposed to book him against. If Yoko's the draw, then, you know, pair him up with Yoko. I mean, I don't see what the big deal was. At least put a title on him because he was the main push for a while yeah we we talked about in our summer slim 93 show there was mm-hmm. zero reason not to, to yeah. put the title on Luger even there. for one pay-per-view it's not they're not going to lose anybody 
Yeah, or even even I don't know, even like make them lose it on Raw or something. You know, make it a big deal on a live Raw. But yeah, because you could still use that in in like your uh, packages, like Lex uh-huh. Express. It would, did he? He didn't have a middle name, did he? It was just Lex. I mean, not like a moniker. It was just Lex Luger, All American, or what? He was an American original, as Vince. Tried, okay. Vince tried giving him that name, but it didn't stick. He was just Lex Luger. Gotcha. First, he was Narcissist. Then he was Lex Luger, the All American or the American original, mm-hmm. and all that. But, uh, Scott or Rick Steiner is the first one eliminated in this match, which I yeah, thought I was kind of goofy. But hey, if you're going to eliminate someone out of this team, he's going to be the one, right? Well, I, I would have eliminated a couple. Well, I think they said uh, Rick Steiner got hurt. So maybe okay. he wasn't supposed to be the first one. But I don't if, know. I mean, it was, it was. But I, w- I would pick somebody else from the other team to go out. You know, maybe Crush goes out or Luke, uh, uh, Borga goes out. One thing I forgot about before watching this was the start of the match, Yoko and Undertaker do a stare down. And the crowd was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're all into this too. Like Undertaker's going <laughs> to yeah. go for the title. We're like, okay, right. I'm in. Yeah. You know, so there was a pop for it. And they built again to the 94 Rumble where – Undertaker and him had a casket match. Undertaker went to the heavens of an, an arena, mm-hmm. but it was nice, nice foreshadowing, I'd say for sure. Uh, the match itself is nothing to write home about. I don't think there's anything that really stood out for me. I don't really have any notes other than when Yokozuna starts doing the bonsai drops on the Undertaker. Yeah, and I forgot about this too. He does the bonsai drop, does I think once, and he goes up to do another one. Undertaker sits up like it seemed like last second. Like uh-huh. under, Yoko was in the air doing the bonds. I'm like, you could have landed on his head. <laughs> but big pop for that, you know. And yeah. We end up with the last final two being Luger and Ludwig Borga, who again, nothing good about Ludwig Borga. I think he sucks. I think he's boring. I think he's terrible. He can't wrestle. Apparently, he has a swastika tattoo. Like, I hate him. I on hate Ludwig belly? Borga. <laughs> That's what Jr. said in one of his podcasts. Oh, okay. Where whatever. does he have it? I don't know. I, I didn't make on his leg or something. Who knows? But oh, okay. either way, I hate Ludwig Borga. <laughs> Two thumbs down. Can I tell you something? When you we can. Do, when we do these like shows, like I have this on in the background where I watch it like a faster speed so it goes through. So sure. right now I'm at the the, J, uh, the uh, Jim Cornette promo, <laughs> and at fast speed, Johnny Polo's faces are just more funny because <laughs> he's doing the head nods and the smiling and the kissy faces. It's just weird. What app do you use where you can watch it in fast speed? Because my Roku, like, it skips it. You can't well, watch it. I'm watching on the computer. Like oh, okay. The, the, okay. the dot com. Yeah. So when you right click, like, on the video player, you can click play speed and you could do slow. Like on YouTube, you could do slow, normal, fast, or faster. Yeah. Then there's ludicrous, it's two times speed. But sometimes I have to go to these slow matches, bump them up to one and a half. <laughs> Understandable. You didn't do that for the. Uh, men on a mission match did you Hell, or the doink no, match? I, I slowed it down every one i'm like wait 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 wait, this looks fun <laughs> luger gets the win and then after he wins santa claus comes down with the snow falling yeah feel good moment just like at the end of the macy's thanksgiving day parade santa comes in a survivor series santa comes and Hot gives yeah. little luger the old high five and luger's like hell yeah me and santa hell yeah <clears throat> santa was there the year before with bret hart but you know it's it was a Fun way to end the show. Real good, feel good yeah. moment for these people. On um, Thanksgiving Eve in Boston, they're yeah, pumped. As a wrestling fan, you're you're satisfied. You're left with Santa Claus and Luger wins, and just good feelings. It is. And you got and Thanksgiving the next day. They've got stuff to build too for the future, and all in all, when's the last one? Let me ask you, when's the last time you saw this show? Oh God, I don't know. Maybe twenty years ago. 
Okay, so it's been a long time. Yeah. What'd you think? What was your? What would you say your letter grade is? Did you enjoy it? First off, did you enjoy it? Was it a chore? And then the last grade? one was kind of long, so I, that's kind of the feeling I left on. So mm-hmm. if I go back, um, you know, the first match, Diesel, Razor, that you know those those matches, I probably give that like a like an A. Mm-hmm. Mm, Hearts and Michaels, I probably give that one like a B minus or a C. Men on a mission and the doinks and bam bam. I give them uh I give them an A. That was fun. Okay. Sm- Smoky Mountain, I give them a D. <laughs> just, but, just, but it was a good match. It was a good match, but it's just nothing I was ever like I, I just never liked it. So mm-hmm. it's not gonna change. I, I can yeah. still respect good wrestling and just not like it. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. I get it. I get it. I, I have to be invested in the characters and like them as as the people and enjoy the wrestling. So Okay. Overall, I'd give it probably like a B or solid C plus. C plus, man. Okay, I think I'm going to give it a B. I would have given it a B plus, but this main event does drag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if the main event was a little quicker, it'd be a B plus. Yeah. But it's... it's I'll, I'll bump it up to a B because this is also does not have singles match. Well, it had the tag match. But, yeah. you know, headline matches, how it's kind of evolved over the years through the 2000s and all that. And even the late 90s just... It's good because it, it, the focus is still on the teams, so I like that. I was a big fan of it. I liked it a lot, mm-hmm. and I would say I had a fun time watching it, especially going back that nostalgia way. I would recommend people watch it, but do not feel obligated to watch every second of every match unless you want to hear some Bobby Heenan gems. Uh-huh. Uh, there are a bunch in there that we obviously didn't talk about, but it's a, a, an easy watch. I watched yeah. it in two parts, not because I wanted to, just how it fell uh, it's an easy watch it was fun and if you want the probably the last of the the old nostalgia feel of the survivor series this is probably it i'd say yeah i agree you and know, just just all the wrestlers i mean you and i grew up with is i mean we got everything from like undertaker uh Gennetti, just all these different pairings that you see in these survivor series matches that i mean that's a bonus too Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you're ever going to see like Scott Steiner wrestling the Mountie, you know, one-on-one somewhere or, or him and crush. Yeah. When are you going to see Scott Steiner and crush? Come on now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fun. I like it. It's, it's almost like you're playing a video game. You're like, Oh, let me just see what happens. You're convincing me to bump the grade up to even higher now from a B to a B plus just for the Steiner brothers versus the crush. Yeah, why not? You know, why Undertaker not? and the Mountie, I don't I mean, they, they probably wrestled before, but. There's just all these individual matchups where it's like, I don't really remember like being good, but you know, seeing them and you know how they interact with one another was, it's just always fun in these type of matches or pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Yep. We like it. We like it a lot. So go watch this match. Go, not this match. Go watch this pay-per-view. Watch Survivor Series 93. <laughs> go watch a it's match fun. or two. You watch a match or two as well. It's fun. Go watch it. Anything else for you before we wrap up this week's show? No, that's all I got. Cool. Uh, I want to give a quick thanks to Lee at the Raw's Nitro podcast. I was a guest on his show last week, but we were on a little bit of a break, so that helped out me get my podcast itch out there and get some content. Make sure you're following his show, the Raw is Nitro podcast. Uh, thanks to our friends Jeff and Scott over at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure podcast. They just did a great show talking about all the ringside reveals and all the figures that are coming out, so go follow them as well at Fully Posable, and they're just awesome guys. And so great show they do every week our friends eric and barry are doing the favor always put out a fun show a lot of arguing with them a lot of fun stuff with them they do the legwork hashtag they've got a website doing the favor.com where you can sell stuff buy stuff everything else uh also want to give a congratulations to our friends of the our vantage point podcast episode 200 just came out 
I was in the middle of listening to it as I was prepping for this. So I'll finish that as well. Follow our friends at the Our Vantage Point podcast at OVP Podcast. And there's a lot of other podcast friends out there. Uh, the Breaker Main Power Hour and also uh, back to the, the Nintendo show as well, which is a look back at old Nintendo games, which I like a lot. It's a really fun listen. The Breaker and Bane show. They have a guest every week. They talk wrestling every week. Uh, fun show. Is we're, and uh, we're going to be doing a content creator series with them sometime soon as well. That's cool. Uh, yeah, we got lots of stuff coming up. Uh, there's a bunch of other shows, and I forget guys from time to time, and I'm sorry. Uh, but just how it is because I'm not super prepared. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, all right. You don't need to be prepared. It is. And as always, guys, we're at PPW Podcast. If you could share us with a friend, that always is the best way to support us because the more people that listen, the more fun. And I want to give a special shout out. So someone gave us an awesome tweet yesterday. Oh, yeah? And I, Yeah, I think I, I don't know, let me see if I can find it here. Because it like kind of like made my day as I saw mm-hmm. it. I got like the tag. Uh, here we go. It says, oh, so uh, Gerald Rosenberg at Iron Dad 75. He tweeted, if you're a wrestling podcast fan and not listening to OVP podcast, Greetings from Allentown podcast, another great show, Greetings from Allentown, and PPW mm-hmm. podcast, you're seriously missing out. So that like made my day. So thank you to Gerald the Iron Dad. Really appreciate that. Follow him at Iron Dad 75. And yeah, that will end on that awesome positive note from the the review from awesome. from Gerald Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, thank you everyone for listening. And Eric, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, guys, we will see you soon. <laughs>